Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan, and again today, it's just me. I promise tomorrow we're going to have a few more people on here with me, uh, but we had a little bit of a scheduling uh, miss, and so today you're stuck with me. But tomorrow we'll be back with Chelsea and some other guests. So uh, today, as we're looking over the reading, we're basically looking at First Kings, the end of First Kings eight um, into First Kings nine. We're also looking at Second Chronicles seven, and basically what we're looking at is the the final piece of Solomon dedicating the temple and God's response to Solomon dedicating the temple. So we got a little bit of this story yesterday. We're going to finish up this story today, and basically what you see is the temple is now completed, and there is this enormous celebration that follows. You get uh, Solomon praying and then standing up to dedicate things. You have people gathered from all over Israel. There is a special emphasis in Kings and in Chronicles on how united the people of Israel are from far in the north to way in the south. They're all gathered here in Jerusalem to see this temple dedicated. Uh, and I think you get that special emphasis because of the author's intent. Uh, we talked about yesterday how these two perspectives are written uh, several hundred years apart, uh, but something that would have been on both the author's minds would have been the unity of Israel. Uh, we are going to see in this chronological timeline, the kingdom is going to split, and people really believed that part of God's judgment on Israel was the fact that they allowed themselves to splinter apart. And so you see, as, this, as these events are recorded, uh, there's a special emphasis on a united Israel serving God together because it was that belief, and it is it is pretty much true, uh, when we serve God united together, we're in a better place. Um, one interesting thing to notice, I was talking to you yesterday about how there's special emphasis on how powerful God is and how important God is in Chronicles. You can see the importance of God in Kings and Chronicles, but it's it's more emphasized in Chronicles. I think you see that here today. Uh, in Second Chronicles 7, the author actually goes a little bit further to explain just how magnificent it was when God manifested himself and, you know, filled the temple with his presence. It actually says that all those people gathered could see God's presence, and it, rem- it would have reminded the readers, and it should remind us today, of what it would have looked like when God revealed himself on Mount Sinai. Um, it's it's very similar to that, and it's it's a very unique, special time. Yeah, in in First uh, Chronicles seven, it says when Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the burnt offerings and sacrifices, and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the presence of the Lord filled it. This is a special time in their history where God is saying, like, yes, I will dwell in this temple. You can worship me at this temple. This is a special, special place. Uh, and then they go into these huge celebrations. It leads into these. Um, enormous amount of sacrifices. It doesn't really matter how many animals were actually sacrificed. What does matter is it's a significant time in the history of Israel where they really are spending a lot of time worshiping God. They're thankful to what he's done. Solomon is leading the people in understanding the the power of God and, and what he has for them. Uh, and then on the backside of this story, kind of at the end of the reading, 
um, you get a little bit of a glimpse of what God has in store for them if they allow themselves to be drawn away from him to serve other gods. And that is actually what is in store further down the line in this story. Um, so God basically says, like, hey, you are going to be my people, but if you don't listen to me, there's going to be a lot of problems for you in the future. And in this passage, you get uh, a passage I feel like I'm pretty familiar with. You've probably heard it before. Uh, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. Uh, I, I love that passage because it's basically God's heart of forgiveness, right? God, God was a forgiving God. Uh, long before Jesus showed up on the scene officially and started his ministry, God has always been a forgiving God, and he loves to forgive us if we humble ourselves and turn our hearts towards him and worship him like he has in mind for us. Um, this is going to be an important piece, and it's it's interesting that it shows up in the Chronicles passage, uh, because Chronicles is written to a group of people that are really trying to get back on track. Uh, they've been they've been carried away into exile. They've been serving God away from Jerusalem. They're now back in town. Uh, they're really trying to get unified around what God has for them, who God wants them to be. And so it's important for them to be reminded that if they humble themselves, if they seek God's face, he will honor that and forgive them and restore them. Uh, that is true. Not just then. It's true for us today. And I think that's a pretty awesome thing that we can hang on to today. Um, I, I hope that in our faith journey, we don't get off track. I hope that we can uh, look to God, have faith in God, and trust that he has a plan for us. Even today, like you listening today, God has a plan for you today. Um, but if you do get off track, we are always in a place where we can humble ourselves, we can look to God, we can confess our sin, uh, and he will see that and he will He will understand that and forgive us and cleanse us from that sin and have a place for us in his plan. Um, so that is that is God. He's He's never changed. Here in Chronicles and Kings, we see that he's revealing that to Israel. Here to us today, he's revealing that to us. Um, if we call on his name, he will hear us and he will work uh, with us and for us because he's a God who loves us. So I hope you're getting a lot out of this journey. Uh, Chelsea will be back tomorrow. I'm excited to see what, what, what we can dig into tomorrow. Uh, I'll see you then. Bye. First Kings 8, starting in verse 54. When Solomon finished making these prayers and petitions to the Lord, he stood up in front of the altar of the Lord, where he had been kneeling with his hands raised towards heaven. He stood and in a loud voice blessed the entire congregation of Israel. Praise the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the wonderful promises he gave through his servant Moses. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us or abandon us. May he give us the desire to do his will in everything and to obey all the commands, decrees, and regulations that he gave our ancestors. And may these words that I have prayed in the presence of the Lord be before him constantly, day and night, so that the Lord our God may give justice to me and to his people Israel according to each day's needs. Then people all over the earth will know that the Lord alone is God and there is no other. And may you be completely faithful to the Lord our God. May you always obey his decrees and commands, just as you were doing today. Then the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifices to the Lord. Solomon offered to the Lord a peace offering of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. And so the king and the people of Israel dedicated the temple to the Lord. That same day, the king consecrated the central area of the courtyard in front of the Lord's temple. 
He offered burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat of peace offerings there, because the bronze altar in the Lord's presence was too small to hold all the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and fat offerings of the peace offerings. Then Solomon and all Israel celebrated the festival of shelters in the presence of the Lord our God. A large congregation had gathered from far away as Lebo Hamath, and the north of the brook of Egypt in the south. The celebration went on for fourteen days in all, seven days for the dedication of the altar, and seven days for the festival of shelters. After the festival was over, Solomon sent the people home. They blessed the king and went to their homes joyful and glad because the Lord had been good to his servant David and the people of Israel. Second Chronicles 7 When Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the burnt offerings and sacrifices, and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glorious presence of the Lord filled it. When all the people of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glorious presence of the Lord filling the temple, they fell face down on the ground and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices to the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. And so the king and all the people dedicated the temple of God. The priests took their assigned positions, and so did the Levites who were singing, His faithful love endures forever. They accompanied the singing with music from the instruments King David had made for praising the Lord. Across from the Levites, the priests blew the trumpets while all Israel stood. Solomon then consecrated the central area of the courtyard in front of the Lord's temple. He offered burnt offerings and the fat of peace offerings there, because the bronze altar he had built could not hold all the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrificial fat. For the next seven days, Solomon and all of Israel celebrated the Festival of Shelters. A large congregation had gathered from as far as Labo Hamath in the north and the brook of Egypt in the south. On the eighth day, they had a closing ceremony, for they had celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days and the Festival of Shelters for seven days. Then at the end of the celebration, Solomon sent the people home. They were all joyful and glad because the Lord had been so good to David and to Solomon and to his people Israel. 1 Kings 9. So Solomon finished building the temple of the Lord, as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time, as he had done before at Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your petition. I have set this temple apart to be holy, this place you have built where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, if you will follow me with integrity and godliness, as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over Israel forever. For I made this promise to your father David, one of your descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. But if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the commands and decrees I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot Israel from this land that I have given them. I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make Israel an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by it will be appalled and will gasp in horror. They will ask, why did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? And the answer will be, because his people abandoned the Lord their God, who brought their ancestors out of Egypt, and they worshipped other gods instead and bowed down to them. That is why the Lord has brought all these disasters on them. Second Chronicles 7 so Solomon finished the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do in the construction of the temple and the palace. Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, 
I have heard your prayer, and I have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or command grasshoppers to devour your crops, or send plagues among you. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, if you faithfully follow me as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty. For I made this covenant with your father David when I said, One of your descendants will always rule over Israel. But if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the decrees and commands I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot the people from this land that I have given to them. I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make it an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And through this temple, and though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled. They will ask, Why did the Lord do such terrible things to the land and this temple? And the answer will be, Because his people abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt. And they worshipped other gods instead and bowed down to them. That's why he has brought all these disasters on them. 1 Kings 9, starting in verse 10. It took Solomon 20 years to build the Lord's temple and his own royal palace. At the end of that time, he gave 20 towns in the land of Galilee to King Hiram of Tyre. Hiram had previously provided all the cedar and cypress timber and gold that Solomon had requested. But when Hiram came from Tyre to see the towns Solomon had given him, he was not pleased with them. What kind of towns are these, my brother, he asked. So Hiram called that area Kabul, which means worthless, as it is still known today. Nevertheless, Hiram paid Solomon 9,000 pounds of gold. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.